Previously on PPU, Amateur Adventure Tour, Pete Schwartz, has discovered an underwater city on the ocean floor of the Bay of Fundy, where a civil war has broken out among the fish people, good and evil. The good fish people are simply trying to escape their habitat to a safer world, build a safer home, while the evil fish people are being total pricks, and they've just unleashed a giant sea monster known anciently as Fatulu. Excuse me. As this unfathomable ocean beast destroys the vast underwater city of Atlanta, our anti-hero Pete Schwartz remains trapped in the basement of a crumbling palace. Let's listen in. Well, I am currently not going anywhere until this bullshit is over. It's like the Zombo virus all over again. Good thing I have this TV-VCR combo left behind by those jellyfish aliens. Can't decide what to watch next. They have a lot of nautical-themed pornos, like Free My Willy, The Little Spermaid and its sequel, Sebastian Gets Crabs, but not so much in the mood for more pornography. Although I'm still horny as hell, which is a grand mystery in itself. I mean, here we have this giant Lovecraftian sea monster out there tearing the city to shreds. All I can think about is sex. It's so weird. Let's see what other movies they got going on here. Okay, aside from the porn, we have An American Tale 2, Five Goes West. Put that in the maybe pile. The first Pokemon movie, titled... Pokemon, the first movie. Land Before Time 10, The Great Long Neck Migration. Hmm, there's a couple of blank tapes here. It's probably just more porn, but let's pop it in to be sure. That's it. Mm. Spread it apart a little bit for you. Really good in there. Use that tongue. Yep. That was definitely Aquaman Ate My Ass Part 9, by the looks of it. Right, we'll try this other tape. Old Timey Home Video Productions presents Hungry Like DeWolf. The Charles DeWolf story? Shit, dudes, that's the smuggler from before, remember? Wow, it seems like this is a documentary. It's got a real Ken Burns vibe so far. Directed by Elias Popcorn. The main question most people ask about Charles DeWolf is a simple one. Was he for real? And the answer is yes, probably. But maybe not, and also definitely yes. As a British historian, I've seen very little documented information on this man. There are plenty of stories, however. You see, Charles DeWolf is more of a legend than a man. A word-of-mouth fairy tale, if you will. Oh, I won't, because DeWolf was the real deal. Don't believe everything you see in documentaries, kids. The British guy is an idiot, but he's also 100% correct. Charles DeWolf is a legend full of tales taller than giraffe's labia. Yeah, the old smuggler had really made a name for himself back in old-timey Nova Scotia. However, soon after founding the foggy town of Wolftown, he mysteriously disappeared and later gained a following of loyal idiots who disappeared with him. 
but according to a longtime Wolfton resident, Hedda Gobler, Charles DeWolf didn't really found the town of Wolfton. He bought it. That's how the story goes, dear. Shit, that's Hedda from the B&B. He just showed up one day out of nowhere with a ton of gold stuffed inside a cow. And he bought everything, just like that. Then he hung the mayor, took back his gold, stuffed it back inside the cow, and by midnight, the town was his. He was a wonderful, wonderful man. And a competent mayor, too, despite being high all the time. But unfortunately, DeWolf got off on the wrong foot with the townsfolk. While trying to band people together, he attempted to start his own religion, but was met with much resistance. He'd set up a stage every day, preaching out his passions on the streets, but no one would listen. And as the weeks passed, DeWolf soon realized that being mayor wasn't all it was cracked up to be. So he decided to move on from Wolfton, after one more pint of moonshine. And it was here at the bar where things took a turn. After seven too many pints, Chuck found himself outside in a back alley covered in urine, but feeling great because he'd just injected opium. And that's when he saw them. A trio of glowing jellyfish watched him from a distance, hovering in place, giving off serious interdimensional vibes. Charles spoke to them directly, and they spoke back introducing themselves as the tripods. So the tripods were these evil alien jellyfish from another dimension, and they became interested in Charles because of his crazy ideas and his impressive wealth, all right? They were looking for a place to live on the land, so DeWolf says, you know, I'm about to bail on this shitty town anyway. You guys can live here. Go ahead. Feel free to kill people, turn them into slaves, sacrifice them to awaken an ancient sea monster, whatever evil... Stuff you want to do. But in exchange, I need three favors. Number one, I need a place to hide my vast wealth. Number two, I need access to your opium den at all times. And number three, I need to borrow a few of your slaves. Hiding loot is important to any smuggler. Hiding yourself is another. And after that fateful night, it isn't clear if Charles DeWolf ever got caught on the high seas or got himself killed in a raid. Nor do we know if he was transported to another world to continue his piracy abroad. There's another theory, believed by many virgins on Reddit, that DeWolf was in fact a time-traveling wizard, as evidence does exist supporting the theory that he'd once lived as a stockbroker in the late 90s. There's even video footage of a man who looks exactly like Chuck DeWolf, hailing a cab in Times Square, yelling into a primitive cell phone, selling stocks. Check it out. Pretty crazy, right? But this stock-broking time travel theory is far too complex to explain right now. So please, stay tuned for my next film, DeWolf of Wall Street, coming up right after the commercial break. Plasm Edition is packed with pure hits from the legendary artists who taught us how to love. Call or log on. No! 
fucking VCR. Tape is destroyed now. Oh, it's just as well. The movie was fucking boring. Oh, it's interesting how Charles had a hand in causing all this chaos. Then again, none of this nonsense would have happened if the bay wasn't so polluted, so... I guess we all had a hand in this chaos. Fuck. Oh, this is it, man. I gotta get my ass out of here. First, first I need to get high. I think I still have some mushrooms in my pocket. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh God. These shrooms taste awful. I could use a breath mint. Fuck, these are like the worst mints I've ever had. Why do I keep eating these? portion of the palace. Yeah, the murky ocean outside has swallowed me whole. It's so dark now. All the neon lights faded. Houses uprooted, lives destroyed. Fish guts all over the place. Right now I'm looking at the remains of a condo smothered in seaweed. The rubble moves upward in waves from behind the glass barrier in front of my face. It's like in Bioshock, you know, when, like when you stop to look at the scenery. The city, it looks all wavy and cool. It must be the eye of the storm now, because that shrimp dick Godzilla fucker Fatulhu is nowhere to be seen. To the north, I can see a steaming pit bubbling with blood. That must have been where they sacrificed the humans. Ah! It's a jellyfish. Mr. Schwartz, you're still alive. So far, what's going on, jellyfish friend? Where's the monster? The great beast is resting. But soon it will be awake again to wreak more havoc on our fair city. These are the end of days, Mr. Schwartz. You must flee. I'd love to, but I'm trapped in this fucking tube and I'm fucked. Hang on, I'm going to teleport myself in there with you. Ah, that's better. Listen, Pete, there's no way out of here. If you just- Whoa, buddy, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Your breath is, like, real bad. Do you want a mint? I have uh, some mints don't here. don't think it's my breath. I've been on a new diet, so I've been gassy lately. Plus, I'm about to die, so... Perhaps it is the scent of death you smell. That may very well be, good sir. But I insist. Oh, very well. I... Wait a s- This is no mint, Mr. Schwartz. This is some sort of medication used to treat erectile dysfunction. What? No way. <laughs> I think you're right. Shit, I think it's like Viagra or, or something. 
Well, that would explain why you currently have an erection. Oh, dude, I've been popping these pills like Flintstone vitamins ever since I found them on the floor, back at the inn. That must be why I'm so consistently horny. You know, you're not supposed to eat Flintstone vitamins like candy. Be careful. Oh, shut what? it, Brian. Now, where are the others? Where's the hot one? Brienne. Firstly, I am Bryant, not Brian. Brian is dead. And Brienne is missing. Oh, that's balls. Sorry to hear that. Thank uh. you for your heartfelt condolences. Anyway, you were saying something about finding me a way out of here? Yes, there is a way to save you yet, human. Take a look at the warehouse down there. Inside that warehouse is one of our short-distance teleporters, which can take you back to shore in no time. Okay, I'm on board. Just allow me to suit up. First, I should tell you how to activate the device. No time for that, nerd. I'll catch on. Wow, you're like kind of an asshole, aren't you? You're just realizing this now? Well, good luck, you insufferable asshole. Ugh. You too, Bryant. It was nice knowing you, and this was one hell of an underwater civilization you had going for you down here. It's a shame it all went to shit. So what do you think the best approach is to getting out of this glass tube? Should I just use my hand cannon and blast my way out? Bryant? Uh, fuck. I guess he's dead. Just like that. Uh, okay. I'll blast my way out. I swam down from the shards of the glass bridge, just as Fatul Hu woke up for another catastrophic round of Smashy Smashy. All the infrastructure around me exploded to dust as my feet briefly touched the ocean floor. I used the water jet on my suit to fly toward the window of the warehouse, where my one-way ticket home awaited me. Just as I reached the window's ledge, Fatulhu's yellow eye caught me, and the beast rumbled toward me in an avalanche of scales and spikes, swallowing a great white shark in the process. Farting tornadoes. And then the dreaded beast screamed at me. But Fatulhu soon learned that all the flippers in the sea can't stop no peach warts. Its pulsating eyeball squinted when I switched on my trusty invisibility cloak, somersaulting into the warehouse, narrowly avoiding its great jaws. Fatulhu used its jagged horns to tear holes in the roof before finally getting distracted by a jellyfish. It might have been Brienne, taunting him from afar. I made my way through the warehouse, and, miraculously, the transporter was fired up and ready to go. A fish person was down there already, 
frantically pressing buttons on the machine in a last-ditch effort to ditch Atlanta for good. I hid behind a broken crate, fearing the fish person might attack me for treading on its escape plan. And then I saw the necklace. Yes, I saw the necklace glinting at me, dangling from its fishy neck. It looked like the same jewelry Hedo was wearing at the inn. And if it was, then this fish person was Hedda. Somehow she had transformed in, into this thing. I hate to say it, but tragically, the poor thing never made it through the transporter. After a piercing shriek, I watched in horror as Hedda, the fish, got chewed up and swallowed by a morbidly obese creature made entirely of hungry, hungry mouths. This fat, mouthy monster smacked about 50 sets of lips and belched 50 simultaneous belches before darting out of the warehouse through one of the holes in the roof, chasing blood. This was my last chance. The circular chamber on the geared-up transporter device was practically inviting me in. So, in I went. I phased out and rephased in. It's my Volkswagen. <laughs> I'm back. I did it. Woo! Fucking back. Well, it's time to get the fuck out of here. Come on, old girl. The van chugs along slowly, but the lights refuse to kick in. I should probably pop the hood and check the tape holding the headlights in the socket. Oh, look at that. The light is dimly rising to life, like a drunk passed out on your front step, bathing in the sunlight of a new glorious dawn. Oh, fuck no. No, it can't be. Fish man? Oh! Ah! No. No, fuck you. Fuck you, fish man. Give me back my tape recorder. It's expensive. <laughs> and just like that, I was jumped by the fish man. Still showing visible signs from the previous wound, he lunged down from the roof of the van, flattening me. Completely immobile, I watched as his fishy fins tried to collapse my throat, pinning me down into the side of the road. I saw a vision of death himself, grinning and putting down a hand of cards upon the table. As death closes in, my vision became as hazy as the gray fog that followed me this entire goddamn weekend. When suddenly, 
the cat came back. My best kitty friend, Fartosaurus, leaps into frame, going directly for the face of the fish man. I coughed myself back to life, fumbling for a footing, and lurched over to the van. The fishman flung the cat free and turned to me at the precise moment when I said something super rad, like, uh, don't worry, be happy, while leveling off a sawed-off shotgun with the initials DB carved into the stock. I opened fire on that menace. I plugged that fucking fishman into sushi, damn it, and I watched gleefully as the black ochre pools and fizzle spurted out from the corpse. In retrospect, I shot him probably way too many times. It was overkill, really. When the dust cleared, I checked on my beloved cat, and there he was, purring but not stirring. So I offered little Fartosaurus lift in the van. A hot new ticket, far away from the sinking fish hole. I was still uncertain as to what fate befell my new aquatic acquaintances. Was Brienne still alive? And if so, will she still be able to help me get back to where I once belonged? The cat purred some more and curled up into the folds of an old jacket on the passenger seat. Digging into the pocket, I took another piece from the pamphlet for a filter and recited a bit more of the poem before driving off. Upon the seas, the dead do dance. Like buoys, they bounce and bob. Yeah, that's some damn fine cocksucking poetry right there. A fine contribution to art itself. Thank you, Chuck DeWolf. Wherever you are. Well, that reminds me, note to self, rent or buy the documentary series DeWolf of Wall Street. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, pick up some more Viagra, if possible. Also some Flintstone vitamins. Um, okay, okay. Cat food. Lots of cat food. Jesus Christ, you're annoying. Oh hey, I like this song. This is that new Britney Spears song, isn't it? I'll turn this up. show's actually over, but I'm just going to keep like playing this song if you want to keep listening. It's good. If we hold on together, I know our dreams will never die. Dreams see us through so forever. We're clouds Learn how to 